Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome into Duval Daily, presented by GinJag.com. I'm Jordan DeLugo. Thanks so much for tuning in here on Tuesday, January 9th. Got a Jaguars six-round 2024 mock draft on deck for y'all here. Uh, Look, there was some big news yesterday with the Jacksonville Jaguars obviously firing defensive coordinator Mike Caldwell. I think that was further indication that Trent Baalke is not going anywhere. I think that's further indication the Jaguars believe they gave the defensive coordinator the pieces that were needed to succeed, and success was not had at a high enough level on the defensive side of the ball. So I think that's where they're leaning. I think the Jaguars believe they have the defensive pieces, and I don't think Trent Baalke is going anywhere. I'm not saying that they're going to be completely silent on the defensive side of the ball, but I think that the focus is going to be more on the offensive line, more on potential pass catchers. Obviously, the Jaguars have the situation with Calvin Ridley. Don't know what his future is going to be. Um, Zay Jones is an expensive average player at this point in his career. So I think there could be some movement at receiver for the Jaguars during the offseason. But all this to say, I don't think the Jags are going defense early. I did have a different mock draft prepared uh, for this for this one. But because I don't think Trent Baalke is going anywhere, there is no way I can predict, honestly, for y'all, a pick at 17 overall where the Jaguars are now officially picking of a defensive lineman who is undersized, who does not have super long arms. And that's Jerzon Johnny Newton, a guy that continuously falls to me around 17 when I'm running these mock drafts. And I think he would be a fantastic pick for the Jaguars. I don't think he should fall to 17. I have him as a top 10 prospect in this class. I think he's going to be an unbelievable interior penetrator and just a good versatile versatile defensive lineman as a whole. But in all honesty, can I see Trent Baalke making that pick of a guy who doesn't have the size and the length that you're typically looking for? No, I really can't. So I had to change things up here. Um, and at 17 overall, I have the Jaguars taking offensive lineman Troy Fatanu out of Washington. This guy has, despite only being six foot four, he has 34 plus inch arms, uh, very good arm length. Obviously, Trent Baalke is an arm length guy. He's got very good athleticism, played left tackle for the Washington Huskies. But I think that he has the uh, positional flexibility. And we've seen him play some guard. I think that he could even play at center. The Jaguars need better offensive linemen. They need athletic offensive linemen with length that have nastiness to them. Troy Fontenot has nastiness. He is a great pass protector when it comes to his ability to use his length, to use his hands, to combat defenders. Um, The snatch trap is absolutely unbelievable. He has great quickness in his lower half. I think that Troy Fontenot would really upgrade the Jaguars offensive line You talk about, well, where are you plugging him in? I think you could plug him in at left guard. I think you could plug him in at center, potentially. Uh, See where it fits best, right, for Troy Fatanu And for the number 48 overall pick, Jackson Powers Johnson, the center 
out of Oregon. So I think you add these two interior offensive line pieces early and we're not reaching for guys that we need. We're adding guys that fit needs and fit the draft range, right? Troy Fatanu for me is borderline top 10 prospect, getting him at 17 overall. Excellent. Jackson Powers Johnson is an early second round prospect for me. Getting him at 48 overall is excellent. So you now have two interior stalwarts that I think you can build around for years to come. I think you pair them with Brandon Sheriff, who I do not think should be going anywhere. He is still playing at a high level, even though that there are some mistakes. There are some times when I think Brandon Sheriff is trying to overcome what he's playing next to and uh, doesn't quite get his job done. But I think you bring in Fatanu, probably plug him in at left guard. Jackson Powers Johnson, probably plug him in at center. He played center this past year at an extremely high level. He also has guard experience. So you're getting some versatility with these two guys. I I think you're getting guys that fit what you want. Troy Fatanu at left guard. Jackson Powers Johnson at center. Incredibly assignment sound. Got great hands. He's got the athleticism to work to the second level, to pull, to do everything you need to do in this offensive system. And I think that you're getting two guys that are always looking for work. They are always looking to put someone on their ass. And you need to give Trevor Lawrence the protection he needs. You also need to be able to create in the run game. And I think both of these guys can help you do both of those things. And I think that would be huge uh, for the trajectory of this offense, for the trajectory of this franchise, making sure that you are protecting the investment, protecting the first overall pick, and also creating some running lanes for Travis Etienne and Tank Bigsby and the rest of the running backs that you're going to have in 2024. I think offensive line needs to be of paramount importance in this 2024 offseason. You have got to fix the interior. I think you keep Cam Robinson. I think you even extend him. He's 28 years old. He's playing at a high level. Extend him. Reduce his 2024 cap hit. Obviously, you have Anton Harrison at right tackle. I think Brandon Sheriff is still playing better than a lot of folks give him credit for. I think if that is your five, those three that you already have, plus Fatanu, plus Jackson Powers Johnson, I think you're sitting pretty moving forward on that offensive line. 96 overall. I have the Jaguars addressing defense now with a guy who I think has been vastly underrated throughout this draft process so far, and that is... Missouri defensive lineman Darius Robinson. He is a bulky type guy with the length and athleticism he brings to the table. He's big. He's strong. I think he can have some positional versatility. I think he can play on the edge for you. He can also move across the defensive front, rush from the interior with his size. I think this is the type of guy that you need on this defensive front who has versatility, who can absolutely use his athleticism and length. And he does have a nice little array of pass rush moves um, to get the job done and and be versatile up front for you. I just don't think the Jaguars have enough good defensive linemen that can provide uh, multiple different types of impact for you. So I think in the third round, 96 overall, that makes a lot of sense. The Jaguars, they're probably only going to have one third-round pick. The Calvin Ridley trade, I think, is going to end up costing them a third-round pick. That is, unless they decide that they're going to re-sign him before the draft, and end up having to give up a second-round pick. I don't think that's going to happen. I wouldn't advise that to happen. I do love Calvin Ridley. I want him in Jacksonville. But at the cost of a second-round pick and a a shiny new contract, I just don't quite see the value there. At 114 overall in the fourth round here, we've got Michigan DB, who you saw play last night, did pick up a pass interference. Mike Sandra still, I think this is a player that provides – 
you know, the skill set to come in and play nickel for you and challenge Trey Herndon. I think you were hoping Gregory Jr. could do that this year. Wasn't quite as impressive as you would hope when he did find the field, Gregory Jr. I think Sanders still, he's not big, he's not strong, he's not the fastest guy on the planet, but he is a dog. He's a very good tackler. He's very good in coverage. Just a good overall player that doesn't have the eye-popping. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, Protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you're ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Measurables or overall athleticism, probably. Uh, and so you see him potentially falling here to early on day three of the 2024 NFL draft. I think that he would be an excellent fit for the Jaguars to try to upgrade that secondary a little bit early on day three. At 116 overall, we've got the Jaguars going back to the well on the offensive side of the ball with wide receiver Brendan Rice out of USC. Been catching passes from Caleb Williams for the last couple years. Yes, he is the son of the greatest wide receiver of all time, Jerry Rice. That might be debatable for some, but if you grew up watching Jerry Rice, you know how that good that guy is and the work ethic he brought to the table. But we're talking about his son here, Brendan Rice. He's six foot three. He's over 200 pounds. He's got very good length. I think that you see really good releases off the line with his feet. I think you see really strong hands, a guy that can go up and get the football, who has some athleticism deep down the field and can bring in some contested catches for you. Um, I think that you would expect him to be a little bit more physical, being over 200 pounds, being six foot three. I think he needs to grow in that area, both, both releasing off the line against press and using his length and his hands uh, to help him in that regard. And then at the top of his, his stem, you want to see him be able to use that physicality a little bit more than he does. But again, I think you see a guy who's a good route runner, a guy who releases well with his feet, and a guy who has extremely strong hands, um, and a guy who played with Caleb Williams. So he is used to doing some of these scramble drills. He's used to uh, creating a, a window for Caleb Williams to throw him the football, and I think that that will be beneficial playing with a quarterback like Trevor Lawrence who can also create at a high level. Maybe not running around as much as Caleb Williams does, right? But I think it'll help playing with Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor needs a big-bodied receiver, needs a receiver that can go up and get the football away from his frame. I think Brendan Rice is a nice project to be able to potentially do that here early on day three of the draft. At 151 overall, I have the Jaguars taking defensive lineman Braden Fisk out of Florida State. We've talked about him on the channel already. This is a guy that doesn't have really the length um, or the the natural athleticism that some teams are going to want. So I can't see him falling onto day three of the draft. But he brings incredible, incredible toughness, energy to the defensive line. I think the Jaguars need both of those things. And he also has a nice array of pass rush moves, a nice swim move. Um, he can absolutely uh, create interior penetration and also – uh, play very tough against the run. So I think this is the type of guy you bring in as a rotational defensive lineman who can play a couple different spots for you and really upgrade your floor on your defensive line and upgrade, again, the energy and toughness. Uh, at 194 overall, 
Running back Jace McClellan out of Alabama, he is expected to declare. This is a, a player that has a lot more talent than you would expect for a running back going in this area of the draft, but has had some injuries throughout his career. Uh, running back position, we know it is devalued, right? It is not uh, looked at the same way it was in the 90s, early 2000s. Um, good running backs fall. It happens every year. And I think Jace McClellan, is a very talented runner. Uh, I think that he brings contact balance. He has some lateral ability, lateral agility, some good vision, and he comes from Alabama. He's had to pass block. He's had to do all that fun stuff. I think you do see some ability to catch the football out of the backfield as well. So Jace McClellan in the sixth round, upgrading your running back three spot potentially and uh, pushing potentially tank Bigsby and and just you know you want to fill out your roster with talented football players I think that Jace McClellan adds talent to your roster at this point in the draft and so does the next guy at 210 overall wide receiver Luke McCaffrey another player with excellent bloodlines like Brendan Rice he is the brother of Christian McCaffrey the son of Ed McCaffrey and this is a guy who played quarterback uh, for most of his life until a couple years ago transferred to Rice and started playing some wide receiver. And he did a damn good job over the last two years at wide receiver. He's 6'2", buck 95, tough as nails. I mean, you see this guy constantly going up for the football, um, whether it be in between a corner and a safety or just with a safety bearing down on him. And uh, he catches the ball through contact. He's got a nice release package. You see that. And that's really impressive for a, a receiver who was playing quarterback just a couple years ago. A guy who has not played receiver a long time, already showing some of the advanced footwork, uh, releasing off the line of scrimmage, catching pretty much everything thrown his way. He shows pretty good athleticism. Again, the toughness to haul in contested catches, to haul in passes where he is absolutely getting rocked by opposing defenders. I think bringing in a guy like that to catch passes from Trevor Lawrence makes a lot of sense. Got the NFL bloodlines. He's got the toughness. He's got these the strong hands. And I think that getting him late in the draft, taking a flyer on someone who hasn't playing been playing the position that long but has shown some promise in doing so, uh, I think that that could be a fit, obviously, when you're drafting players that late. No guarantee that they're going to make your roster. But I think Luke McCaffrey has the makeup to be a guy that can stick around, play special teams, and, and really be a... a a glue type player in the back end of your roster and maybe develop into something more. We will see how that plays out for, for Luke McCaffrey, but that will do it for this six round mock draft. You're adding offensive line talent early and often with Troy Fatanu and Jackson powers, Johnson really trying to upgrade that interior of your offensive line. Then you're, you're adding some defensive uh, depth and versatility. Some guys that can come in and compete early on in Darius Robinson and Mike Sanders still uh, Brendan Rice can definitely com come in and, and potentially upgrade your wide receiver room. Braden Fisk is a high-energy, high-effort type player, and you're getting some guys you're taking a flyer on to try to upgrade the back end of your your rooms at your running back spot and wide receiver late in the draft. So I would be a big fan of this. I think that the the style of player kind of fits what Trent Baalke has shown he likes for the most part. Um, I think that obviously Troy Fatanu with his length, with his athleticism, he does seem bulky built, even though he's not super tall. He's got the length, he's got the quickness, the athleticism to be a, a an impact offensive lineman early on in his career. 
Uh, so really appreciate y'all tuning in. Let me know what you think about this 2024 six-round mock draft for the Jaguars. Uh, you can hit me up on Twitter, at Jordan DeLugo. You can also drop a comment in the comment section below. If you enjoy the content, please like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell. We've also got an end-of-season sale going over on at genjag.com shop. 30% off with code Duval. That's D-U-U-U-V-A-L. Code Duval. 30% off everything on the site right now at genjag.com shop. Really appreciate y'all tuning in. Have a good one. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.